Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Cougar Sports with Ben Crittle, and it's time for a Cougar Insider Report. Now let's get that proprietary inside scoop on Cougar Sports from Crittle. Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Crittle, broadcasting live from Chubby's Cafe, chubbyscafeut.com at the University of Mall, 1087 South, 70, 70, uh, 750 East, Orem, Utah. Stop by, say hello, giving away some swag to Chubby's and also giving away some scones with your purchase of an entree. Brandon C. Gurney by my side, the G-Man. Appreciate G-Man being here. Also, um, uh, we're going to get into an insider report from an insider uh, uh, that – that is always covering the Cougs, and it's going to be brought to you by Wasatch Medical Clinic, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. If you're struggling with ED, why not give them a, a call? Give them a shot. Wasatch Medical Clinic, they specialize in pulsed wave technology, getting the blood flow back into your life where it counts if you're missing out on the intimacy and you're sicker of taking, uh, sick of taking, uh, taking that pill, uh, then why not give them a call, set up an appointment, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, wasatchmedicalclinic.com. Before we get out to the hotline, want to give a shout-out to Brian Thorpe, big BYU fan, daily listener. Brian, how the heck are you, man? Hey, doing really good. So cool to be on here. Hey, man, appreciate you being here. Real quick, give me a preview. What do you think is going to happen in this BYU-Utah State game? And answer the question of the day, which is, when would you like to see Jacob Conover? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, Well, my bold take is it's a Thursday night game, Mm -hmm. but I think that everybody's going to show up. The Rock's going to show up big time. You were were on the Rock board last year, correct? Yep. Nice. Love the Rock. Um, I think they're going to keep with the, the penalties, helping with the... The false starts. I, I'm going to guess my bold take is three false starts yes. from the rock and from the crowd noise. Um, Jacob Conover, I'd really love to see him in the second half. I'd yeah. love to get a comfortable lead early on and rest some of our guys, and hopefully, you know, they don't get injured like like some of these injuries have happened in the past. Yeah. So I like that. Brian Thorpe, he wants to see Jacob Conover in the second half and uh, looking for the the crowd noise to play a role in this game. Once again, BYU is a 24-and-a-half-point favorite. And uh, so I think, Gurney, you said this is going to be a blowout, right? Yes, 42-10. 42-10. to, 10. 42 to 10. I, I really like the comment that the Rock's going to disrupt things. Uh, you, you see what happened against Baylor? Of course yeah. it's going to be a thing. They want to get back there. They want to cheer. You know, I, I think there's something like, ah, Wyoming wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Utah State is going to be fun. I, I will say this, like, the Rock has the ability and the potential to impact every single game that they show up to, right? And they're they're willing to rise and shout 
and let them know that the Cougars are out and also influence the West stands. Okay, you guys, the, the young, energetic, new generational fan can make an impact in a number of ways. And one of those ways is to inject energy into the West fans. West Coast fans, which are, they're the loyal, strong, and true. They've been coming for a long time. But they're also the, the type that maybe doesn't want to rise and shout. They want to listen to Greg Rubel, which is awesome. I love listening to Greg, too. But if you're in the in the stands, you want to make an impact on that game. So um, I, I feel like we got to feed off that energy of the next generation of fans, and you're part of that, Brian. Appreciate you being here. And uh, go get some scones, man, from yeah, Chubby. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate Brian Thorpe being here. Let's get out to the hotline, the Chubby's Cafe hotline, and welcome in Kevin Reynolds, Salt Lake Tribune, uh, SaltLakeTribune.com. Appreciate you hopping on today, Kev. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you, man? Doing awesome, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on this BYU-Utah State game? Preview it for me. Yeah, I think a rivalry game, obviously. Um, I think that's at the top of the list. But the big thing for me is um, who is going to be out there for BYU. I think um, I counted 10 or 11 potential starters on Monday morning uh, going into that press conference with Kalani Satake of guys who we had questions about. And I think a lot of them are supposed to come back this week. But I think this is also kind of a week for BYU. Um, I, I would call it a recalibration and uh, kind of the last gasp before Notre Dame and Arkansas um, up, upcoming over the next two weeks. So I think for, for BYU, this game needs to be the one where they kind of put it all together. Uh, I really do think that uh, because Notre Dame isn't really the time for, for BYU to kind of be figuring things out on the fly. It kind of needs to be settled by that point. So, I'd say that this is a game at home on a Thursday night. Kind of give yourself a little bit of time uh, before Notre Dame, a little bit of a long, longer period of time to prepare for them. And, and they've had the week off, too. They're on a bye. So I think this is the perfect opportunity for BYU to put everything together. And Kalani Sataki kind of talked about it the, the early part of the week of saying, hey, this team hasn't really progressed as, as fast as he thought it would. Um, you could attribute that to injuries. You could attribute that to a lot of things. But at the end of the day, I don't think BYU is really where it needs to be and really where it expects to be. And Utah State, to me, offers a perfect opportunity for, for BYU to kind of put that together ahead of, ahead of a difficult uh, couple of weeks up, up coming in, in October. Uh, great comments. I, I absolutely agree with your assessment that this is a, a great time to put it all together. We, I, think, I think that there's a sense, wow, BYU is going to be something, and I think that Oregon game was a real shock to the system. Wyoming was kind of, yeah, man, what's going on? But but when you talk about putting it all together, what facet of the of, of BYU's play, what specific thing do you feel BYU needs to see the biggest uptick at? Yeah, I, I think, to be honest, I, I really think it's like you could point out specific things, but I think there's specific things in all three phases. I, I think – in terms of the offense, I think we've seen Jaron Hall really carry this offense. And Jaron Hall has been fantastic this year, but everybody else around him has kind of had an up-and-down season. And I think for offensively, I look for, uh, it, you know, one, who's available on the wide receiver, but two, can, can this BYU offense run the ball consistently from the start? Not just in the second half, not just, you know, rotating through guys. Can they find actual rotation that works for this team through 60 minutes and consistently run the ball well against Utah State. And secondly, on the offensive side, you know, if they can incorporate Gunnar Romney back into this offense this week, which is, you know, seems like a potential uh, scenario, what, what is, you know, can you take deep shots down the field consistently? I think we've seen bits and pieces of that. I think Jaron Hall did a pretty good job of that against Wyoming. 
Um, but but really, what does this offense look like with everybody and all lot, or at least most of the wide receivers that you're going to take into Notre Dame and uh, Arkansas? What is that going to look like? What is the identity of the of the passing offense look like from there? Um, so and then on the defensive side, I think you know cleaning up penalties and tackling, and also I think you know to be honest, I, I wrote this this week um, for the Sully Tribune of just saying you know. The defense made adjustments after the first quarter and the second half in the run game, but 93 yards in the first in the first quarter um, rushing for Wyoming, I, I think, was was troubling. Can BYU put together an entire complete performance from from start to finish on the defense side of the ball, and can they get some turnovers? I mean, Utah State has 12 turnovers already this year. They've had nine interceptions, I believe. Um, Logan Bonner threw five, I think, against UNLV. The opportunities are going to be there. Can BYU secondary get takeaways and get interceptions? Um, we haven't really seen that this year, or really for a while. So uh, that's what I'm looking for in this Utah State game: is can BYU kind of put that all together, and can we see the just for one night the real identity of this group? You mentioned the list of injuries. I have my list of injuries, but I want to compare and contrast with you, if we could. Uh, can we do this real time? What do you got? Absolutely, yeah. Well, you want to go through yours? Uh, yeah, or you... <laughs> yeah, I'll go through. I'll, I'll yeah. go mine, and then I, you can add to it. So, Puka Nakua, okay. Gunnar, Gunnar Romney, Chase Roberts, Kingsley Suamata'ia, Max Tooley, Gabe Summers, Josh Larson, Caleb Hayes, Earl Tuioti Mariner, Austin Riggs, Malik Moore. And then we haven't seen Jackson McChesney. He's been out. Like, no one's reported it yet. Um, but I've seen he was pulled off special teams. Uh, we haven't seen Jackson at all. Uh, I, I think there's a question mark around him right now, whether it's depth chart or undisclosed just yet. But that's another guy I've been looking at, keeping an eye on. Anybody else that you have that I don't? No, that actually is my my list down to, <laughs> down to the name. Um, you bring up a good point about Jackson and Chesney, and I, I think you know, judging from Kalani Satake, we we talked to we talked to him on Monday, and I think. He anticipates, you know, he kind of phrased it as saying, well, okay, well, it was a determination of whether they were going to miss Wyoming or they were going to miss Utah State, but they were going to miss one of the two because it's a short week and everything like that. And to a certain degree, like, yeah, you, you buy it, but at the same time, like, a lot of this injury stuff this year and in years past, from my understanding, has been, like, it's very hit or miss. So I really don't know what to expect, right? Um, I believe it to a certain degree on a lot of the players, but, you know, is Gunnar Romney a lock to play this week? Uh, I don't know. Like, Kalani mm-hmm. Sataki has not said that. You know? yeah. So we'll see, right? Like, I mean, I think it's going to be another one of those things where we're going into a fifth week of like, oh, who's available? And, and we don't know until that thing, that thing kicks off. Yeah. it's uh, Yeah, BYU may be shorthanded in this game, but um, it should still be and a W. The- and it sh- Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, like, even if they're shorthanded, I, I think BYU still, like, the point still stands that they need to beat Utah State and they need to have the complete performance regardless of who is out there. Because yeah. at the same time, like, I don't think, okay, let's say a couple of those guys don't play. Are they guaranteed all of a sudden to play for Notre Dame? Like, I don't, I don't think so. Like, at some point, like, the team is what it is. The personnel is what it is. And you have to find an identity with those guys. So, and Utah State, I don't, I don't really care who's out there. It's a perfect opportunity to do it because who else are you going to get on this schedule other than maybe Utah Tech very late in the season to kind of form that identity? Like it's five weeks into the season, you, you got to start seeing it at some point, right? 
you got to see it. It's got to come together. And maybe uh, alluding to that uh, that commentary from Kalani, putting it all together, uh, I hope we see a, a game in which not only you cover, but we get to see Jacob Conover. When do you think we see Jacob Conover in this game, Kevin Reynolds? Yeah, when? Uh, it's a tough question, right? Like, I really would have expected him to see him in South Florida, I'll be honest with you. But um, I think I think potentially we see him in the fourth quarter. Now, now here's the thing about Conover. Like, you want to see him play. You want to see that progression. But at the same time, though, I think the top priority for this team isn't necessarily getting backups in. It's it's finding like putting it all together. To me, if you have to roll out Jaron Hall for three quarters to to really find that, so be it. Like, would you would you like to see it in him done by the half? Yeah, I think definitely, of course. But you know, if it takes three quarters, I, I think you kind of have to. That's the top priority this week for BYU. So um, I, I'd say if if you put press me on, I think fourth quarter for for Conover. Yeah, most likely, right? Because if we didn't see him versus USF being up as quickly and as dominantly in in that game, you have to imagine that uh, fourth quarter is is probably what the uh, the doctor, the OC, is going to order in this game. Kevin Reynolds, Salt Lake Tribune, here on ESPN nine sixty, discussing all manner of Cougar sports content, talking some BYU Utah State um, uh, conversation. Also, uh, Blake Anderson. He's he's excited for this game, I think, for a couple of different reasons. Number one, it would be nice to get bowl eligible, and this is one of those games that uh, can propel you into bowl eligibility maybe later on in the season, bring some confidence. Number two, even if you don't get bowl eligible, a win over BYU, a ranked BYU team, it puts you up in Cache Valley as a legendary coach. Uh, there's a lot of motivation. And furthermore, I think there's a bonus structured into his contract if you beat the in-state rivals. Can you FOIA that? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's find out what that is. I don't know how quickly you can get <laughs> an answer back, but I uh, I was just thinking about that. I wonder what that uh, that bonus structure looks like for in-state teams. Yeah, that's true. That's some big J journalism right there. Um, yeah, we gotta, we got to get on that. Blind spot uh, on my part. No, no, that's not... A- it's not a shot at you, Kev. Like I can't tell if you're <laughs> no, you're taking a shot no, back I'm at me. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not no. Big J journalism. This is this is not this is not a show no, for it's that. No, a phrase I like. Colin yeah, Coward is out there. I, I like it. It's a good time. All right, yeah. Big Big J journalism. <laughs> See, that's up to you guys. That's up to you, the J Drews. <laughs> you know, those are the guys that are the the, the storytellers. I'm just here just for infotainment, right, G Man? Yes. <laughs> infotainment and commentary that's all i'm good for uh kev is is this team this byu football team better worse or just like you thought it would be through four games this season you know i think i genuinely i really do tend to agree that this team is behind schedule i really do and i think like the Wyoming game to me, I was sitting there in the press box. I mean, we were talking at, at you know, in halftime. And, you know, it just was very confusing of, you know, what we were seeing. It was really hard to decipher of like in terms of growth. Like was was there growth from week three to week four? And it just like the personnel was, it was all different. Like people were going out left and right. And it was really hard to really say at the end of that game that BYU categorically grew from that. And honestly, I would have expected – at this point, like you look at the record and it's three and one, and you look at where where they're at in the rankings and it's number nineteen. And, and honestly, 
if we were sitting here in, in July and said that's what BYU's record would be um, going into Utah State, I think everyone would have been like, oh, yeah, I mean, this team's pretty much right on schedule. But the way they've looked, I, I don't think you can really say that this group is necessarily, you know, exceeding expectations. I think the running game has been a concern. I think even after Miles Davis' Miles Davis's, uh, performance, I don't think you feel great that, that Chris Brooks played a total of 10 snaps in that game. And, you know, he was supposed to be the guy. And uh, I, I don't know, like, in terms of, you know, we, we could talk about tight end usage. It's been a little bit confusing. Now one of them is gone. Uh, you know, the, the, the guys you expected on the receiver position, I barely played. Um, and it, and so there have been a lot of, you know, individual good moments. You know, Chase Roberts, Miles Davis, like you can go down the list. But in terms of the overall team, I don't really know uh, if you can say that BYU is ahead of schedule um, or really, you know, exceeding expectations at this point. Even though the record, I mean, the record you take, right? Like over the first four weeks of the season, I think three and one is about what a lot of people said. Hey, if BYU can get there, it's a, it's a successful first first quarter, a uh, third of the season. Kevin, uh, Blake Anderson said that this may be the last time BYU plays Utah State ever again. Do you think that that is an accurate statement? Do you think BYU Utah State play ever again after this? You know, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can predict that. But at the same time, like, uh, you know, to me, and and maybe this will make me, you know, I, I don't know. But I think the rivalry games are are important. And I think I think they matter. And I think. You know, I don't know what the Utah, I don't know what the Utah series, what was that really, the, the future of that really looks like. Uh, Utah State's just not on the schedule. So I don't know. Like, it, it's not, a lot of rivalries are going away in college football. Uh, we saw it, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, like, we, we see it all over college football. So is it a guarantee that BYU ever plays Utah State again or for the very foreseeable future? No. But at the same time, I think, you know, if they can try to get it on the schedule, I think it does make sense. And, um, I think it's good for the game of college football. I think, I think it's tough to really say, and I, that this game is definitely going to come back. This definitely could be the last one for sure. But at the same time, I, I just really like rivalry games. I really do. I like non-conference rivalry games. I think it makes college football better. Um, and so, that that's where I kind of stand on the situation. But it very well could be the last one for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's. Uh... I love rivalry games as well, and um, if it goes away, I understand it, but looking at the chronological breakdown of injuries and depth chart issues that this Utah State game has been the catalyst, of which it has been the catalyst, um, I think I speak for all of Cougar Nation, it's okay if we don't play for the next 10 years. (laughs) I'm perfectly fine with it not being played for the next 10 years. And then let's reevaluate after the healing has taken place amongst our quarterback room. That's my hope. That's my prayer forever and ever for the next decade. <laughs> now, you That's guys were thought. talking at the top of I, I was hearing you guys talk at the top of this, um, this segment, and you were talking about how, you know, Wyoming just didn't feel. Um, kind of like a big game, right? And mm-hmm. and Utah State would. I think that's what was taught. You might correct me if I'm wrong. That, but Was that, you was know, that Gurney? I, uh, just Wyoming yeah. felt mad. It was just like... It wasn't a big game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. But the, the, Utah the, State is a big game either because they're one wanting, three. Wanting, right? They won that Baylor feeling bad. 
Right. So, They've lost that loving yeah, feeling. Yeah, because Wyoming was just like, well, what's going on here? I, well, it was what? a competitive one. They they showed up 60,000 fans. I know, but you don't want up. a competitive. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. You want to whack Wyoming. Mm. Wyoming was nothing, right? Mm. You didn't see it. It was just coming in there. So you want right. not a big game, Abbott. So you want a no, you want big balls in the air, right? Just 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 points. Massacring uh, points. That's right. That's what they want to see. Sling it. Yes. Go vertical. Big plays. Yep. Miles Davis. Run the football a lot. That's right. Points. Just lots of points. Not points for the uh, the opposition. Though. No. Okay. Got it. All right. Is, is that what you were alluding to, Kev? Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. No, yeah, that's what I was alluding to. But, like, honestly, like, I don't know if it's great football scheduling. I don't know if it's a great practice. But for, like, people who cover the team and, like, all these storylines, like, you, you try to take the best game and the games that are the best every single week. You know, that's part of the reason, like, why the Big 12 is so enticing at the end of the day, right? Like, every week, theoretically, is a really good game. And um, so... So at the same time, like I take Utah State over Wyoming, like I take I take rivalry games over over games that aren't rivals, like in the non-conference every day of the week. That's just my take. Yeah, no, I get it. it, it I, I like this game. I like it more so than BYU fans, but I also hate seeing quarterbacks injured. And this game has injured a ton of quarterbacks on the Utah State side as well. I mean, you think Utah State Aggie fans were happy that Chucky Keaton, their star. Went out to injury back in, what, 2013, 14, or whatever it was? No. No. They were ticked off at, at, at uh, Peyton Wilgar for a moment, thinking that he, he took a dirty hit on Logan Bonner, their chosen one from the portal last year. They had to review it. They looked at the film and said, okay, not a dirty hit. But the initial thought was it was a dirty hit. Man, you don't want to see guys get injured. But, uh, Kevin, we appreciate you, man. Give me a score prediction. Uh, I think... Uh, hmm. I think BYU, like, let's say they get into the 40s, uh, 45 to 21, maybe it gets sloppy at the end. I, I, that, that's the, I think that's a safe prediction. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, 45-21, so they, yeah, I think it's solid. Yeah, it's solid. That, that doesn't, uh, doesn't cover. I think uh, it'd be a disappointment if BYU gave up over 20 points against Utah State. Yeah, Utah State, not a good football team. But, you know, you look at what they've done thus far. Hey, UConn, hey, but- 31-20. They lost to Alabama, 55-0. to Weber State, 35-7. to UNLV, 34-24. So that's their- Yeah, but Kevin qualified. It gets sloppy. You get disinterested. Yeah. And Utah State rolls up 21 points. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I understand. Yeah, yeah I feel you, Kev. Yeah, Utah State, like, they move the ball. They turn the ball over a lot, but they move the ball. Yeah. And can BYU's defense create turnovers thus far this season they haven't right i agree i mean yeah, they just haven't so all right kev we appreciate you man we'll see you at the game tomorrow yeah see you tomorrow general conference weekend being fed with football and being fed with general conference both physically and, and spiritually as kalani stated yeah and hopefully not fed injuries yeah no injuries though yeah all right, we're live from Chubby's Cafe, chubbyscafeut.com. I just saw a childhood hero. There's a childhood hero of mine here at Chubby's. Did you see him? I. You said he's here. I, I'm certain Dale Murphy is here. He no. just showed up. He's got to eat Chubby's. Now, he has not endorsed Chubby's, so well, I'm going to have to go. He knows where to eat. I mean, yeah, come he on. Knows. He knows where to eat. Eat where Dale Murphy eats. <laughs> we're going to promote it. Yeah, I'm going to go say hi to my a childhood hero. I used to play RBI baseball growing up. just hit home run after home run with Dale Murphy all day, every day. And he's also the father of one former... BYU recruit 
as well, and uh, eventual University of Utah tight end. Yes, yes, indeed. Come and eat where BYU legend Del Murphy eats Chubby's Cafe. Yes, that's right. Uh, we're live from Chubby's Cafe. Is Del Murphy, he's got to be up here somewhere. There's got to be some memorabilia for Yeah, we need it. For need Del it. Murphy. Yeah, we need some of that. Be on here. that back wall there, maybe. All right, we're going to go to break. Coming up next, Brady Papinga is going to be joining us, former BYU great on the gridiron, former Super Bowl champion as well. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960.